Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello, fastest week uh, ever. Oh, man. Yes. Tuesday again. It is. And uh, I mean, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, but also I just saw you. So it's a really weird feeling. Yeah. Twice in uh, yeah, a Twice in a month. A month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we were uh, both very busy and um, both times. <laughs> yeah, both times. And it's just it's one of those things. And I and I think and I've said this to a, a, a couple folks like um, I've been terrible, terribly busy this summer and having like I, I, I said to a one friend, like I've been meaning to call you for months. I have the thing that I need to call you about sitting on my desk. It's all plugged in. It's ready to go. But I just have to call you. But like, I'm going to have to call you in the fall because I've I've been putting it off. <laughs> all summer yeah and i felt terrible and uh it's just one of those things like i and i said to them like next next year i'm gonna start planning some summer get-togethers in january not to do them in january <laughs> but like start but planning starts yeah. exactly and that's my plan I also feel like we have to do at some point some sort of like pawn the kids off on the grandparents like adult friend getaway that sounds weird but i'm gonna go with it because i just feel like when we saw you at the wedding it's like you were completely absorbed in izzy which is fine and then like obviously when we saw you over the weekend you had all three kids there we had our puppies everyone was running everywhere trying to make sure that nobody died and like as a result, I think I spoke to you for all of two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, when uh, when the two year old uh, a discovers juice boxes for the first time and said juice boxes are at a table that she discovers and she just keeps going back to grab one and be like juice box. And I'm like, well, we are at a wedding, so I guess enjoy. And uh, and then she discovers how to open the doors using the buttons uh, herself. So it was it was basically like making sure she stayed in, in one spot. But yeah. It's it's been a busy summer and I I, I agree with you. Um, I, we need to get the grandparents to take the kids have like it's been so long since I've like brought video games somewhere or brought, <laughs> you know, um, uh, a board game of some variety uh like i don't know it, one of those things we could do one of those things yeah we definitely and, need to do one of those things <laughs> yeah exactly so uh we'll start talking in january we'll figure it out for june and we'll go from there perfect perfect but yeah so i mean it did go by really quickly like this this past week this weekend um we didn't really get a chance to play too too much but uh, we did check out something uh both of us on game pass and uh i'm this is one of those titles and I'm really glad that it was on Game Pass. And I, that's like, I know going to put almost like a negative sour note at the <laughs> beginning of this review, but it's um, it's one I'm glad I didn't pay for because it's one of those artsy experiences that didn't hook me enough to make me really want to solve it, you know? And so this is what we're talking about is uh, immortality. And this is uh, the newest iteration uh, follow up from Sam Barlow, who is behind her story and telling lies, which we've talked about previously. Um, I think of the three personally, my favorite so far has been telling lies. I feel like that was a, large enough experience to be interesting and there were a lot of different threads to follow but you still had a purpose versus um like her story which ryan you played i didn't so maybe you can speak to her story a little bit more but um immortality is just feels too big and very convoluted yeah yeah like her story is uh very it's a simple uh, sort of setup in that you are going through interview footage basically your task is to use the software to piece together this interview footage to figure out who who did it who did yeah the, who killed somebody or something right I like think it was a murder yeah some yeah. sort of murder and um telling lies i think took that concept and expanded it as you said just enough where it was the mechanics were still very interesting. The story you could follow and there was a lot of twists and turns. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And like, I feel like in both cases, in in her story based on your description and, and in Telling Lies, which I played, it felt like both of them started with an intro. It felt like Immortality didn't have an intro. It just kind of like had this shit tutorial 
that then like dropped you in with two video clips and said go and it was just like okay but why <laughs> like what am i trying to figure something out like am i trying to put these movies back together like if i'm trying to put movies back together why is there all this like found footage as well like it started off convoluted. It was like in her story, it sounds like you were like at a police station. They were basically like, hey, here, put, figure it out. And in telling lies, you were um, like trying to figure out what happened to. Uh, I can't remember if he was currently missing at that point in time or if he was um, known to like what happened to him was known but either way you were supposed to piece together the story of this undercover like fbi agent and figure out what the hell happened because something went horribly terribly wrong and so it's like you had a purpose whereas i feel like the purpose in immortality is not presented to you at all uh, off the get-go so there's a sandboxy quality and that's not necessarily a good thing yeah and you know, for everyone at home, if you're going to check this out, we're going to try to keep it spoiler free uh, for the most part. But one one thing I'll suggest is like, yeah, if you jump straight into the game, there's not a lot of context given to what you're doing. You're presented with some footage, a couple of quick tutorials on how you're going to you know, scan the footage and go through it. But that's it. But there is uh, a little option on the home screen called about. Normally, you'd skip that thinking, oh, it's about what engine they used or. Yeah, like about the game. <laughs> exactly. And and it is uh, about not necessarily the game, but about the experience in that it basically lays out. And I discovered it after I hit, um, I'll, I'll say credits. Uh, it basically lays out like who uh, uh, Marcia is. I think it's Marcia, the, the main Mar actress. Marissa. 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 Thank you. Uh, the, the main actress there and what's uh, what's gone on with her over these you know past three uh films that you're going to be looking at footage of and explaining that she's basically disappeared and come back she's been in three films that you're going to be looking at but they were never released and um the footage was never found until uh you know such and such a date i think the date they give in the about section is like in 2000 they found a bunch of footage and this software is uh, set up in a way that you can go through all the scanned footage and sort of piece it together yourself because it was basically all randomly found in like this cache they say so that provides a lot of context as to what you're doing um does it make the experience like does it make it all click now that i've 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 read that um after finishing a good chunk of the games like ah i don't know I mean, maybe somewhat. Uh, I found it a little bit confusing slash jarring because they don't really give you it doesn't have the hook that the other two did. Right. Like in one case, you're solving a murder. In the other case, you're trying to find a, a potentially missing, maybe murdered. Can't remember uh, how much, you know, at the start of telling lies. But like uh, you're looking for information about an undercover op that went bad. Um, and so you're like those are more compelling than, hey, we found some old movies that were never finished or released. Like, okay, throw them out then. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, it feels like there's no stakes and there's no, um, like, reason to, to go through all this stuff, right? Like, feels like the, the shit you give an unpaid intern at a movie studio or something just to keep them busy. Like... That's not what I want the like life I want to live vicariously in my gaming experiences, you know, like <laughs> unpaid movie intern. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there is some there's some stuff in the clips that will connect to that sort of narrative of like you're trying to discover, you know, who this actress is and, and why she seems to be resurfacing without aging um, over, you know, the 60s, the 70s and the 90s the late nineties and like clearly there's something going on there. The game is called immortality. So again, like it's not a spoiler right off the bat. You see that there are these three movies that you're going to be investigating. Um, I was so confused <laughs> because they're like, they present it as if this is happening in the real world yet. They have the same actress in all three films that are supposed to be from decades that are like 30 years apart. So she goes from being like an 18 year old to a 48 year old. 
And no one seems to raise an eyebrow the fact that she was cast as a 48-year-old to play like a 20-year-old and still looks like a 20-year-old. It was bizarre. I was like, why? What? What is happening? And not just like what is happening with this chick. Like I could care less about her and why she doesn't age. I'm like, what the fuck to the rest of the world who is thinking this is the same person when it should be, could be a daughter, you know, like by that point in time. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just... uh, it's such a weird premise. It's just totally bonkers. It's like everyone in the world just went shrug. Of course she doesn't age or it's plastic surgery or whatever. Like, Oh man, Ryan, it's so weird. I mean, and you could at home make the argument, well, these are all different films. They were never released. Like there wasn't much publicity, but there are um, characters. And when I say characters, uh, characters of the game that continue to work with this, uh, I keep wanting to call actress this actress, but what's her name? I keep forgetting it. Marissa. Uh, Marissa. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Marcia. Like that's not right. Marissa. They keep working with her, and you know, I think the director of photography in the first film is the director in the second film, and then an actor in the third film, and it's like it's all it's all connected. There are these reoccurring you know, people in her life that should recognize that she isn't aging. Especially when I didn't even realize there was someone from the film from the 70s and the film from the 90s. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which means he aged so much that I didn't even realize <laughs> that it was the same person. And yeah. yet she stayed exactly the same and no one's like eyebrow raising. <laughs> yeah, it's... Again, like there's something, at least for me, like there's something intriguing about the game, about the story, about discovering what's going on. Um, But you often find yourself getting lost in these sometimes mundane clips of a Mm -hmm. movie. uh, No offense, I likely probably wouldn't watch. Like it's (laughs) it's not uh, it's not my it's not it's not my style of of movie i guess yeah so i guess from what i could gather there so there's three separate films and i'm 99 percent sure they actually filmed three movies um as well as all the found footage i don't know how many clips there are but i think i've played for like two or three hours now which means i've watched well not even watched fast forwarded for the most part through I think 20% approximately of each movie. I think the the movie in the 90s, I think I found like 13%. I think I found like 17. And then I've got like almost 30% of the very first movie, the movie in the 60s. Um, and so like, if that's all the clips I've found so far, <laughs> like if I haven't even found half a movie yet, then they have 100% filmed like two or sorry, three two-hour feature-length movies are in this game, which is, on the one hand, you know, like, quite a feat and very artistic and everything else, but on the other hand, it's just, like, that's too much shit. (laughs) And the first movie is, like, this, um, like, nun, but she's, like, a temptress or whatever, and it's, like, very risque for the 60s, and she, you know seduces this other monk or something or whatever and that's the first movie Mm -hmm. and then the second movie is this like artsy thing where there's like an artist and a muse and then the artist shows up dead and then there's a muse that the muse like falls for the detective or the detective falls for the muse vice versa whatever um that's like the premise of the second movie and then the third movie is this like Oh, what it, it ah, it's not like Freaky Friday. It, it's the ones where like uh, it's basically twins who are playing or who are taking turns playing one person, and that person is this famous pop star. Yeah. Parent trap. <laughs> That's what? Parent trap. Parent <laughs> trap. Yes. <laughs> Except with uh, like like she's she appears to be some pop star. It's basically like the the premise of oh, what the the thing that Miley Cyrus did, like Hannah Montana. 15, Hannah Montana. Oh. Yes. It's like Hannah Montana, but if Hannah Montana, the character was played by twins, that's right. the third movie. 
in immortality. Wow. Okay. I did not think, uh, I think this is the first for Gamers In where Hannah Montana has come up. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. That's good. We It only took us 531 episodes, but we got there. Yeah. Uh, like, no, that's a really good explanation. And I, and I think that. And Again, none of those movies are movies I would watch, FYI. <laughs> yeah, it, well, and there you go. I think that that's, that's part, part of the issue where both of us have kind of disconnected from the game. And then I think the first two games that, that Sam Barlow uh, put out in terms of her story and Telling Lies, like that would, Telling Lies would be a movie that I want, like a, a mystery yes, of what's mystery, going on. Yeah, an undercover FBI agent trying to infiltrate an environmental cult. Yep. Like I would watch that. Um, same with her story. I mean, I love true crime. I would watch like her story as a movie. Absolutely. Um, but then this, like they, they chose like three subject matters. Like I think probably the, the artist detective murder mystery thing, um, the movie from the seventies is the one I've found most interesting, Mm -hmm. but it's still not that great. (laughs) Yeah. And, and again, like that, film from what i can tell like the the two the two films that take place in the one in the 70s and one in the 90s are unfinished for uh like real like in in the game real world events that that impacted the production so and and they go into that a little bit um in the about section of of why those films weren't finished i feel like the first film appeared to have been finished but was unreleased um, yes. And, they, yeah. and, and they I haven't discovered why. Talk about why. Yeah. At least again, I haven't found out why yet either. But um, it seems like all three of them were never released. And and so I don't know. It's in terms of the actual mechanics, I did find it was easier on the controller. I started off on the PC. This is a Game Pass game. And thankfully, it has that cloud save sync thing. So um, I was able to like start on the PC, realize the controls were terrible, and then very quickly switch over to my Xbox and kind of sit on my couch, which this is definitely a sit on your couch kind of game because you spend a lot of time, like in any of these games, um, very much just like watching a movie. <laughs> so this isn't a, a sit at your PC, like Twitch reaction kind of things. This is very much like a chill on the couch and watch these these kind of movies unfold. Um, But the thing that really kind of I found frustrating in terms of trying to follow the thread of this story was that I would choose something. And this is kind of very similar to how telling lies worked anyways, where you had to actually type in a keyword um, and it would just bring up all instances of like, I don't know, pickup truck, (laughs) you know, and it was never guaranteed to be the same pickup truck, but you would see footage that had a pickup truck in it. This works the same way, but it didn't really explain that at the beginning. So I would do something like I would choose like a key and then it would, you know, take the image of the key. And I thought it was going to find like that key everywhere else. So I could kind of at least like follow the thread through the movie of the key, you know, and try to put the movie together that way. Um, and it, you can't do that. If you choose a key, then it took me to a key in the 1970s movie. And I was like, but what, (laughs) like, and it was same with a necklace. I chose this like smiley face necklace from the nineties that then jumped me back to like the sixties to this like cross necklace. And I was like, okay, I guess technically that's a necklace, but I'd really like to see the next clip in the movie where she's wearing the smiley face. Like, it's a pretty distinctive necklace. So, I don't know. I found that really um, kind of made the pathway through even more convoluted. The fact that you couldn't, like, choose an object and have it be, like, image recognition software that would take me to all instances of that object, you know? So... Yeah, they they've seem to have made it a little bit easier for consoles because you can't type in things as easily. Like the keyword searching and stuff is not as easy on consoles as it is on PC. Uh, so I understand why they moved to images, but like there's different expectations when you think keyword versus images. Yeah. So and, and essentially the way it works is you you would pause the footage, you get a cursor and you can kind of mouse over and you can see the cursor will change to like an eyeball. And, and that allows you to click through to what appears to be like for that specific capture. Or maybe that's like there's a lot. 
I don't know what kind of work went into, but I'm assuming a lot of work went into basically having every, you know, or every, every, uh, uh, you know, important object that you could be interacted with and paired with another clip. Yeah. And in every frame, because yeah. you have the ability to scroll frame by frame through this footage. Um, and so that means that they had to basically say this picture in the background and that like clickable space, <laughs> like, where is it in every single frame? Like there's a lot of effort that went into this, whether that's, you know, programming or like I said, image recognition and, uh, you know, software, like whatever they use to make this game. There is a lot that went into it. I understand that. But um, yeah, there is a lot because there's so much in it. And I know that you have to, if you're, if you're creating a mystery, you have to create uh, either red herrings or, you know, just sur, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Super, superfluous. Super, super, uh, <laughs> like, not sure. Extra is the word I'm looking for. Superfluous. That's not it. No, because now that sounds wrong. It is wrong. That's definitely yeah, like, not right. <laughs> but extra stuff that doesn't tie into anything in any meaningful way. So literally, you could like click on a lamp in the back. And like you can't basically um, like pause the footage, look for the eyeball and just follow the story. Right. So you can't mm. just like click on an actor's face and get another scene of them that is part of the story without it being just extra. Um, so same thing, like there's like lamps in the background and candlesticks and and photos and and just all kinds of stuff. And you can click on any of those and it'll like find you another clip that has a lamp in it. And it's like, OK, it doesn't feed into the story in any meaningful way. And now I've kind of come to a dead end. So like there's a lot of that. <laughs> that that then it might take you 20 minutes to get out of that crazy weird dead end that you found for no reason and get back to where you were supposed to be. And there is also no kind of um, notification that you're back where you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. so, or, or where you like deviated from the path. Like I yeah. use the example of a lamp, but it could have been literally anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, th th there's a lot of stuff. And, and here's the thing, like you can jump out of your, if you go down a rabbit hole, you can jump out at any time if you if you want to, or if you want to just go down that rabbit hole, that's fine too. But there are some cool connections as well. Like early on when I was playing, my first clip I chose was like sort of a late night interview with, you know, the actress and in, in this like uh, Johnny Carson-esque type character. Yeah, yeah. And I paused it, scanned uh, his face, and then it went, it showed him, you know, a decade later where he's interviewing like a co-star uh, yep. from the first film uh, and, and they're having a conversation and sort of going into like, oh, whatever happened to her? And like, oh, well, she, you know, she, you know, is, is living her life. She's not doing acting anymore. And, and again, like it, there was those connections. It was like, oh, that's really neat. I, I, you know, scanned the, the host and then it, it got me another clip of him talking uh, to another actor and, and it, and it gave more exposition as to what's going on. But you're right. Sometimes you'll scan a statue. And the first time I scanned a statue it was on a, a ceiling uh, or not a ceiling, a, a roof of a building. And it went to a completely different scene. And I'm like, oh, wow, that statue. Why did it go from the top of that apartment building in New yeah. York City to this bar um, in the background? And I thought, wow, that's it must be a, a special statue. It was like, no, it's just it's like a. It's like a, uh, it's like it's this software is like the first captcha or recaptcha type software. Yeah. It's like <laughs> click on click all the on statues. All the <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, I found it's two. Oh, so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really, really is. And like, I mean, and it's also like funny, just like how our brains work. Because I know, like, you found totally different footage than I found. You hit the credits. I hit the very last or what I think is the last scene uh, or the last available clip. And I found it in my first like 25 or something like that. Like I found it really, really quickly, which is very similar to telling lies. I found the final telling lies clip very quickly too. And I was just like, huh, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing it in the wrong order. <laughs> but do you know what's going on? Like, that's the problem with this game is like, I have no idea what's going on. And even the credits are like, 
I, as I said to you, like the thing that happens before the credits, I was like, what is going on? And this explains literally nothing. And I'm like, well, maybe if I watch the credits, like, well, the only thing the credits are telling me is that, yes, they did Have you tried watching film. the credits backwards? You can't. You cannot interact with the credits. The, oh, okay. The only thing the credits told me is that they literally did have three films that they made with a different crew. And they. Oh, my God. It's a long. It's a, it's a good amount of credits. Um. And it, it lets you go back into the game, you know, uh, and and you know, continue to look for for clips. And I know I've I think I've got only half the achievements of which you know a quarter are you know labeled as secret. I don't think the tracking's working <laughs> on finding all the clips because okay, it shows that for each film I've only got like one percent of the clips. So I think I think that tracking's a little broken. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, some of them, maybe I'm not as far back as, as I thought I was, but um, yeah, I so <laughs> I actually had a really funny moment, speaking of <laughs> achievements, uh, because there's, so there's nudity in this game. Apparently, Ryan has found way more of it than I have, but I guess I'm just <laughs> not clicking the boob enough. Um, <laughs> you have to make an effort. You have to go out of your way to click on all the boobs to see all the boobs. <laughs> so I I didn't do that. Ryan apparently is on top of it, but I didn't do that. Uh, look, they, but they, I did. Look, here's the thing. They ran, like, not the boobs, but the scenes <laughs> are randomly popping up all over the place. And it's it's one of those things where when you're playing this game, it's like sometimes it's just a couple actors having a discussion. And then you happen to scan one of the actors faces. And he's again, he's just having a chat. And then it just transitions into this like uh, like a, a sex scene. And again, like it's all <laughs> it's all done within like the Hollywood style. So like they will uh they will kind of like it'll be framed as like this is a scene they're shooting and it, it you know they have the slate and then yeah it's there's like there's a lot of of it in this game more than i yeah. think uh more than either i would say either her story or telling lies had i don't remember there being i mean uh, granted in telling lies i totally missed <laughs> the whole uh cam girl storyline <laughs> so Maybe this is just a theme with me is that I just don't find the nudity in these games. I don't know, but you scanned a butt though, didn't thing, you? You said you scanned I a did. butt. That's what I was gonna say. That is then I was watching a scene where she's like uh, paint me like one of your French girls, but reversed. And so the muse is painting the detective and he strips down to nothing. And so of course I clicked the butt, and it just happened to be the third thing that I clicked on or the fourth thing that I clicked on that was in that movie as like an art piece in the background. So I clicked on the butt and unlocked the achievement. It's art. That's mm, true. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, click on like four pieces of artwork or something. And <laughs> I was just like, wow, okay. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if any of the boobs counted towards that. <laughs> I don't... I am honestly not sure. So I definitely clicked on a painting of boobs. <laughs> not because they were boobs, but because it was framed by two actors for a very long time in one of the clips. So I was like, maybe they're really trying to pull my attention to the background painting in this case. Maybe this is going to lead me somewhere important. <laughs> Just take me to boobs. <laughs> like, I think that there's... Uh, there's a lot of those connections where you can click on random things and it'll it'll take you to another like for example there was candles in some scenes and you click on the candles uh, like i said it takes you to a scene that just happens to have candles in the background um <laughs> and, and it'll take you uh all over the place like again it's a very random game um and I, and i think there's ways to sort the footage so you can go into the footage and you can sort it by you can just view the the one movie. You can see like the 60s movie, the 70s movie or the 90s movie. You can sort it by the date in which it was uh, captured. So, again, that's not going to give you like the film. That's going to give you like sometimes there are rehearsals. So there are like later. Yeah, scenes. there's like there's table reads. There's like yeah. rehearsals where they're running through it, but not in like not on set, not in costume. None of that stuff. There's yeah. um like actual shots of the movie there's shots of like the filming of the movie there's interviews as well like um when they're doing like press tours and stuff 
Um, and there seems like there's a couple of clips that I found that are very like home video y. Yes. Um, but but they're later on, obviously, for yeah. you know, very obvious reasons, like tech reasons. So Yeah, there's and there's um and there's also a way to sort it by like the scenes uh of of the film. So like you can watch you could watch the film in its well scene order so you can watch from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie or or at least get a good idea of the film they were making or the scenes that they did indeed shoot and i think that if you were to look at all three films that they have in this game i would imagine that the first film which was finished but not released because i i got clips of like them doing casting but also clips of them doing like post or just before release interviews and and sort of press events and stuff so like there's, as you said, there's a lot of that extra stuff that gives context to what's going on with this main character. But, like, is it enough to drive you to find out all that information? Because uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot. It's very thorough. This game is it's very thorough. dense. It's yeah. very dense. Yeah, there's a lot to it. And, and you know, as we said, it's on an Xbox Game Pass. You can play it on PC, but definitely recommend controller because it's just it's so much easier to control and and we both had uh you know um v-sync issues a lot of screen tearing on the pc oh Um, god yeah it was awful um it was so bad it was giving me a headache after just a couple minutes so i mean i tried to force it using my graphics card because there aren't a lot of settings um on the on the pc version i don't think there's any actually it just like i think it's one of those where you have your graphic settings and it's like good very good excellent (laughs) like which tells you nothing in this day and age. So, um, yeah, like, um, the graphic settings are minimal and it was really bad. I try, I forced it with my NVIDIA, like changing the, the sync settings there, but then it really messed with the frame rate. And so, yeah, overall it, it was not worth tinkering with to make it work on PC. And, and I ended up playing it, uh, over on the Xbox, which is also good. Cause I, like I sit at my computer all day, so it's good yeah. to have, things to do things to play when you're sitting on the couch yeah it's a it's a good it's a good couch game because again like you might be if you, i find if i'm playing a pc game like this game it, it can you can easily get distracted it's like oh i'm just gonna check twitter while the scene's playing out but there are you can fast forward through scenes like you don't you definitely don't need to watch all of it like for example we use the screen reading or the table reading scene where like the visuals which you're interacting with to get to other clips stay the same because it's a straight, you know, forward shot of these five actors at a table reading a script. None of the visuals change. So like if you click on that glass of water at the beginning of the 10 minute scene versus that glass of the water uh, uh, at the end of the 10 minute scene, you're going to get the same clip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So you can keep that in mind. Like I don't, again, the game is thorough, but I don't think you need to be as thorough as the game gives you that option to be like you you can you can piece through it and you can cut some corners <laughs> yeah like i feel like um like telling lies and her story were a bit more of a uh, a shorter experience because they forced you to watch the whole clip and and even then like they forced you to watch the clip at the beginning of the keyword you chose mm-hmm. um so like you could piece that story together but you you could tell like oh I can't get to this clip because I chose a word or an object that was mentioned halfway through or, or that's what I remember at least from Mm -hmm. her story at least. But, but this one's very open. Like you can come to uh, a clip at the very end, but then you can just click in the left stick and it goes right to the beginning of the scene. So that's good that they, they don't limit you there. I didn't realize that until quite a ways in. (laughs) And then I was like, like I didn't realize that where it was dropping me into clips wasn't the beginning um and then so like i would watch a clip and it would only be like 10 seconds or something and i was like oh okay and then you know i'd I'd click on the actor's face at the end or something like that i was like oh there wasn't really much here and then i realized i saw the like i can't remember i I hit the y button or something to to go into the photo mode and then it was like or i hit the back button i guess to get out of photo mode and then the controls flashed up at the bottom briefly and i was like crap (laughs) so i had to go back through a whole bunch of things and then like you go to the beginning of that clip and then there's like a vibration which is what i use to try to navigate for through most of it to try to follow the thread of the story 
Um, and so like I would go all the way back to the beginning, get the vibration, be like, damn it, I should have had the this like an hour ago. <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely missed that you could restart a clipper that like, you know, wherever it sends you from the thing that you clicked on isn't necessarily the important part of that piece. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to get you to that clip. It's just to get you to, to, to unlock that clip. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it's interesting. It's on Game Pass. And and again, if you you'll also be able to play it through your Netflix uh subscription on mobile. So I mean I I th- I think the best place to play now? is console. Nah, not yet. It I think okay. they were they delayed it a little bit, but it is going to be part of Netflix's uh, gaming service, um, both on iOS and and Android. So I I think, uh, but I still think the console is the best approach for sure. Yeah, I I agree. So if you guys want to check it out, uh, we do want to hear your thoughts. You can uh, contact us over on the TGI Discord, which is bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Super easy to remember. Um, but yeah, I think overall it's kind of a a thumbs maybe. Like not quite a thumbs down, but definitely not as thumb uppy as her story or telling lies. So if you guys do give it a shot, um, let us know what you think in the Discord uh, if you like what we do here at The Gamers Inn, you can support us at patreon.com slash The Gamers Inn, like our September patrons, Jamie and Drew. Thank you guys so much for the support. Again, that is patreon.com slash The Gamers Inn. That brings us to the news this week. Uh, so they're Activision Blizzard slash, I guess, Microsoft, who is acquiring Activision Blizzard, seems to kind of be running into some issues. <laughs> And, uh, you know, this is kind of something that we thought would potentially be coming is uh, multiple governments around the world are kind of uh, reviewing the acquisition and raising their eyebrows at the mostly the price tag and the creation of, you know, potential monopolies and, and you know, putting too many things under one umbrella, all the things that, you know, we're not supposed to allow in our capitalist society. Uh, monopolies are bad. And so... I guess Microsoft put out a blog post that was basically reassuring or attempting to reassure the public slash any governments that were investigating the acquisition um, that they weren't intending on creating a monopoly. And that was basically through Call of Duty more than anything else is that, you know, they were saying, hey, guess what? We're, we know you guys are worried about Call of Duty. Don't worry, we're going to keep it on PlayStation. There was Call of Duty, and I feel like there's something else that was mentioned in the blog that I'm totally blanking on right now. Um, oh, well, they, they use, they use uh, Mojang and, and Minecraft as an example mm. of what, what they see themselves doing with, with Call of Duty. I mean, this has been the strongest language when it comes to the Call of Duty franchise and what Microsoft is is going to be doing post acquisition, which is they will see Call of Duty available on PlayStation day one, same day, launching everywhere. Uh, you know, and and I think like the, Call of Duty has also been the biggest sort of don't let this happen reason from PlayStation, and that they say Call mm. of Duty is 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 a phenomenon. It's its own genre within a genre and it's yeah uh, it's unmatched and i mean i think this this is uh, again it's weird you like you said them to do this blog post of basically like no we're doing it but the language has gotten stronger and stronger with call of duty and then microsoft has had to go from saying we will honor existing contracts to no we'll do it Uh, i think the current uh, well the, the blog post pretty much says like no we're committed to doing day and date same version of the game on playstation uh when it launches but like now i'm hearing like it's we're seeing online like uh, it, you know the existing contract in several years onward but but this example of minecraft like i think it's it's probably like the clearest example of what they're going to do which is minecraft's on everything call of duty will remain on everything and that's just how they're going to be able to get the deal done like mm-hmm. they, they will they will bring they're not they're not shutting it behind a paywall in any way shape or form they're not saying you have to go buy an xbox in order to play the newest call of duty title they're saying no it's going to be available everywhere playstation 2 um i did think it was really funny that they like fully called out other companies (laughs) like tencent and sony saying hey you guys are doing the same thing and then they phrased it in such like a 
politically correct way, they continue to expand their deep and extensive libraries as well as other entertainment brands and franchises enjoyed by players everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. So basically saying, hey, Tencent and Sony, you guys are doing the same thing. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, like, I think the, the numbers out there in terms of, uh, you know, who has the highest market share, I mean, Microsoft is third right now, like yeah. Sony top, Nintendo second, Microsoft third. So like, again, that works in their favor to basically say like, well, no, we're actually third when it comes to just the platform holders. I mean, if you start to include publishers, uh, Tencent, Sony, like they're miles ahead of us. And and again, you know, the, the argument being like, you know, oh, Call of Duty, it's, it's a problem. It's like, well, Sony just bought bungie and they now have destiny they did the same thing they said destiny will yeah. continue to be available on all platforms um and and i and i i believe them when they say that but again you know nothing is forever um i i can see call of duty continuing to be, exist on all platforms but maybe the developers behind call of duty will have another franchise that isn't call of duty but is i gonna say i would say that like call of duty like the flagship they'll keep available everywhere to keep people happy and also to you know keep lining their pockets right because yeah. we've said this from the get-go there is no reason to take call of duty and put it behind an xbox paywall because there's a lot of people who just aren't gonna pay that and then go find some other game that's available on their platform just because they can't buy another console like these things are starting to be major purchases and so it's at the point now where Microsoft would just be closing themselves off from that audience, which seems dumb. Like you want to sell games, make it free on Game Pass and make them make them pay on PlayStation and just laugh all the way to the bank. Like it seems really dumb. But the makers of Call of Duty, Activision Blizzard, also make Overwatch and also make Diablo and also make Starcraft and Warcraft and Hearthstone and, you know, like tons of other experiences that don't have as big of audiences and could be put behind a paywall without losing too much right so i i think it doesn't make sense to put your major title that is cross-platform and cross-play and everything else there's no reason to put that behind an xbox paywall but there's a lot of other stuff in the library of activision blizzard that could very easily be game pass exclusive or xbox or pc exclusive or whatever yeah and and i think uh you know the rest of this purchase when you look at the other franchises will exist on pc and xbox and i think the pc platform has always been one of those uh you know all of branches of like well it's going to release on pc as well and that seems to calm most of the exclusive talks like and i think that's yeah. where sony struggles is that their pc you know uh ports are years behind the release uh, on their major platform and i and i think that's where sony loses some ground in this argument of like well microsoft's at least releasing day and date on a neutral platform which is uh, in my mind the pc is neutral well it's funny because it's not though right it's still it might not be owned by xbox but it's owned by microsoft true like it's <laughs> right? running like, on microsoft it's running software. on microsoft's exactly <laughs> yeah but it's yeah no that is that is a very valid point like they're getting something from that as well where what which sony would not uh be getting like there there's some they are benefiting microsoft in in some fashion there by uh by porting their games over it's like it's very interesting. It'll be interesting to see. What, I think I think it will go through. I think the acquisition will go through. Uh, it, it's going to take time, but these if the strongest argument is Call of Duty, all Microsoft has to. I I don't know how it would work. I mean, I'm I'm not a like an acquisition person, but I would You're imagine. You're not a, like, a stock lawyer. I don't know. No, uh, also not <laughs> a stock an, lawyer. An, is it and? trust lawyers yes it would I, okay be. yeah maybe i don't know again yeah like we don't even know what the lawyers are called let alone being them ourselves exactly well here's the thing where i'll leave it is this like is is this blog post like a legally binding thing probably not but there's got to be some sort of legally binding agreement of like okay 
we get to go through with the purchase. However, we super pinky promise not to put <laughs> Call of Duty uh, uh, yes, behind the super pinky promise clause. <laughs> it's an all major, all major contract. Well, okay, let's let's not try to be funny here. The legal equivalent of the pinky promise. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure there is some sort of contract mumbo jumbo yes, yeah, that yeah. can be done here to basically say. You know, Call of Duty as a to franchise. To hold them to their word and make it not just a blog post. Exactly. So, you know, there's a reason they go through all of these hearings and investigations and why it takes so long. And this is a big acquisition. So they got to go through it all. And and right now, it appears, at least in public, they are focusing very much on Call of Duty. And I think, I think there's enough evidence to sort of get past that hurdle. It's just going to take time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and speaking of Sony, uh, we have some some more Sony slash Netflix news. Um, so this actually I saw on my Facebook this morning when I was scrolling through and I sent a screenshot to Ryan because I was super excited. Uh, so I'm Facebook friends with Steve Blackman, who is uh, on the he's the showrunner for the Horizon uh, Zero Dawn show on Netflix. And uh, I mean, like, so we covered a story a few months back now, I guess where um, there basically Horizon 2047 had been discovered uh, and tied to Netflix. And so the assumption by um, the kind of gaming websites was that Horizon 2047 was the name of the new Horizon Zero Dawn uh, series and that maybe that would, you know, give us some insights into what was actually coming. And I mean, we talked extensively about um, what 2047 meant in the Horizon universe, how that could be, you know, the Ted Farrow story and kind of the rise of the machines and how the apocalypse happened. And we weren't kind of sure how that was going to tie into the Aloy character. Excuse me, tie into the Aloy character. Uh, but we were like, you know, we did, we did that whole conversation of what could 2047 look like. Well, Steve Blackman, the showrunner, has now confirmed Horizon 2047 has nothing to do with Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> so apparently it is the code name for some, um, uh, I guess, TV show that is currently shooting in Toronto right now. And so has nothing to do with, with Horizon Zero Dawn and did confirm that Aloy is actually going to be the main character. So is we still don't know, or, or I guess we don't know anything at all other than Aloy is going to be the main character. Um, but yeah, we do know that horizon 2047 has nothing to do with anything that is horizon zero dawn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I actually, uh, just finished umbrella Academy season three, which prompted me to Google umbrella Academy season four, which, uh, got me to, uh, <laughs> the, uh, Netflix blog, which was an interview about the next season with, uh, Steve Blackman. And basically going on about his projects with Netflix, and he's got a few. So he's he's doing season four of Umbrella Academy. Then he's got this space movie he's working on called Orbital. And then Horizon Zero Dawn is, is going to be his next project. So, like, it's not shooting in Toronto, as you said. It's another show. Um, it, it seems like it is a ways off. We don't have casting yet. But right now they are writing um horizon zero dawn with aloy as a main character and he's he's got a writing partner he's working on it with so it's uh it's still early days but again like that original story from earlier this summer it made us think like wow this is happening way sooner than we thought um but no yeah it, it's they have a title off. and they're shooting and everything else but yeah no they they don't <laughs> or at least maybe they have a title but you know they don't even have scripts yet let alone cast or anything else so um, the Horizon Zero Dawn Netflix show, still a while off. I still can't wait for it. I'm very, very excited. Yeah, me too. I mean, it definitely this story that you sent uh, and, and we looked into it, it makes me more excited for, for this project because, again, uh, you could see them not going with the main character of like, oh, but it needs to be different from the games. And you see that with other Netflix adaptations mm -hmm. where they kind of delve into other you know, characters that aren't main characters in the video games, but, you know, maybe an antagonist. Uh, hopefully they don't cancel this one after one season. I'm really crossing <laughs> my fingers on that. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. And I, I hope it, it's in good hands. Uh, I know Steve Blackman's really good at what he does because Umbrella Academy is, is really good. So um, we'll see where we uh, go from here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... Um one of the strengths of Horizon 
like both Zero Dawn and Forbidden West, for me at least, has been their ability to kind of like tie the old world and the new world together. But you're kind of going through it as the character of Aloy, right? So you, I, I don't know, although I would have been interested to see the fall of the old world. I don't necessarily think another apocalypse story is really what TV needs right now. Like, I think it could be a whole lot more interesting. And, you know, seeing the world through Aloy's eyes and getting those like puzzle pieces instead of, you know, just uh, here's the world failing. <laughs> like, we see that every day in the news. We don't need another This is the Fall of Humanity show. Um, because I mean, one of the things when Horizon Zero Dawn first came out, one of the things that I I noted in my review was that the story of Horizon Zero Dawn is incredibly well done and feels like it could be almost prophetic, right? Like it just feels like it could be the real fall of man story. <laughs> it's very relatable and grounded. So I don't need to watch it, <laughs> I guess, is is kind of my point there. So um, I'm looking forward to something um, that focuses on Aloy and that also, you know, like gives us that like drip feed of old world content, I think. So, so yeah, Horizon 2047, not Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, we did good. it. We did. Yeah. It. <laughs> Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has its first expansion, which they are not making the same mistake as Cyberpunk 2077 did on launch. They are not supporting last-gen consoles, um, which, I mean, I think is probably a smart choice. It's going to piss a lot of people off, but I think it's probably the, the smart choice. Yeah, no, I, it's definitely a smart choice, and this is not um, the first time this has happened. I mean, we saw this with uh, Destiny one i think where uh there wasn't a, a cutoff at a certain expansion point um yeah we we see this with with a lot of like cross-generation games where eventually they do um yeah i feel like know. this is pretty quick though but at the same time like they never should have tried to support the older consoles because that was the worst launch <laughs> i think i've ever seen a game have yeah well, it was, it was funny. I was kind of doing the math on this when this story was uh, this. This just got announced today. Um, I like it originally came out late 2020. So December 2020. So uh, two year anniversary coming up in, in just a couple months. And this expansion is going to be coming out in 2023. So they have spent the better part of the last two years like fixing this game. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, I, I would have put money on it coming out in like holiday 2021. It does not feel like it's been almost two years since the cyberpunk debacle. Yeah. And like I have personally not played cyberpunk uh, since its launch. Um, but from what I've seen and what I've what I've read, like they've addressed a lot of those big issues again the performance on the base consoles from the previous generation still not great, but uh, we got the next or I guess the current generation uh, versions of Cyberpunk this year and they've been well received. Um, so like they've done a lot with the game again, really not great launch, but uh, they've stuck with it. And I, and I think this expansion while arriving late in terms of DLC and, and how the, how we would normally get uh, more content for a game, um, we're going to be arriving two, two and a half years after its initial launch. That will, I think, will be the first test for this game and to see like, OK, you know, you fixed you've you've brought the game to uh, closer to your vision uh, of, of what, you know, the players wanted to see. So now let's see what you can do now that you've fixed that and you've addressed it. Let's see what you can do with this expansion, with this story, with this world. Um, and, it's a full yeah. on expansion, right? It's not like just a, a, what we would think of as as DLC, like a bite sized kind of piece. Like it's a full on like not whole new game, but like it's big, right? It's not just a patch. <laughs> yeah, no, this this is going to be the the sort of expansion level type stuff, similar to what they did with uh, the second piece of DLC for Witcher 3, which was more of like a whole new area, a whole new, you know, section of the world to explore that was crafted specifically for this DLC. Like, I okay, 
I don't know for certain, but I get the sense that they are exploring not only a different faction with this DLC, but also like a different section. Like you're probably not in, I'm trying to remember the, I, the city name. I can't really remember, but uh, oh, it was Night City. I, I mean, maybe you're still in Night City, but maybe you're in a in a different chunk of, of the town. But yeah, it, it's going to be a bigger chunk of content. And I think um, I, I honestly expected it to be coming out by the end of this year, but it sounds like they mm. are rightfully so taking their time like again take their time with it just you know you've well, already yeah i mean th- th- they would lose all credibility that they had left if they had another terrible cyberpunk release like people would be looking at cg project red just being like well we're not buying anything you're selling for the next five years fuck you like you're getting the ea treatment <laughs> yeah i think they've built up and i might be wrong but i feel like they have built up a lot of goodwill over the last couple of years in addressing the issues with with cyberpunk 2077 like they were never going to bring well i mean i guess but if you put out a game and it takes you two years to solve all its problems like do you really get that much goodwill like you obviously launched a very broken product that people paid you a lot of money for so i don't know if the fact that it took you two years to fix it gets you any brownie points yeah well, I mean, like, like you I feel said. like fixing it and making it playable is the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that was part of it. The other part was was releasing like an update to uh, to current generation consoles. Like, but but you're right. Like, all that goes away. What little maybe they did build up over the last couple of years, all of it goes away if this expansion comes out and it, and it doesn't hit right. Like, I I yeah. think they know that. <laughs> I think everybody knows that. And um. I'm worried personally that, again, I enjoyed Cyberpunk 2077, but I worry that this expansion, like, it is still set in that world. It is still set in those mechanics. So, again, like, if you didn't like those mechanics after... Yeah, it's not going to change anything. (laughs) No, like, it might not be buggy or broken, but it'll still play like the original game. And if you didn't like that original game for its mechanics and its story and its characters, like, the trailer very much shows you're getting more of, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I, I, uh, I will, I will check it out when it launches. I'll, I'll see what it, you know, how it's being received, but I will definitely wait for reviews. <laughs> so yeah, like most people will, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they're also putting an update out that is the, I guess the updates there today. Yeah. I saw it updating uh, on the console. The- yeah. Okay, so there there's a new DLC that's based on the anime. I didn't even know there was an anime. <laughs> like I feel like there's so much content out there right now that if like Cyberpunk isn't your game and I'm sure that this is the same for people who are sick and tired of hearing me talk about Horizon, like if Horizon's not your your main game, news about that TV show probably was not on your radar either. Like it, it's very much like there's so many video game and video game adjacent pieces of content coming out now that it's just impossible to keep up with. So apparently there's a Cyberpunk's 2077 anime. And now as of today, right now, there's a DLC that brings, I guess, the protagonist into the the actual video game. Yes. So yeah. The, and I got to say, I'm really looking forward to this uh, anime. It looks... It looks really, you know how, uh, what was it? Uh, Death, Love, and Robots has sort of that anthology feel. Like, it mm-hmm. seems like this is going to be a similar setup of, like, let's tell a bunch of stories set within the Cyberpunk 2077 world. And we're not we're not going to be tied okay, to... Okay, as opposed to, um, oh, crap, what was the League of Legends one? Arcane. Oh, Arcane, yeah. That was, like, this big overarching story. Yeah, I, I it could have... It could have connecting tissues, but I got the sense from the trailer that, well, honestly, I got the sense from the trailer that it was, it was all over the place. So I feel like it might be an <laughs> anthology. It's definitely like a limited series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks really cool. And yeah, they they put out this update for Cyberpunk 2077 that will give you um, some cosmetics and some stuff to do sort of connected to the anime series that's going to be launching on the 13th. So not long to wait Right, the, the DLC comes out before the anime instead of the other way around. So it's kind of like a, a bit of a teaser almost for the for the anime. So uh, you'll have to I mean, I, I'm not a huge anime fan. I'm not a huge uh, cyberpunk fan. So I feel like your thoughts on the Netflix anime series will probably be where we go with that. Um, but that is it for us tonight. 
if you guys want to let us know your thoughts on immortality or anything else that we've talked about tonight, do hit us up in the Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joss Plays. Ryan is at R. Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying at The Gamers Inn. And remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.